Hey, hey. What is going on, everybody? Hello. Oh, what's it? Is, is that Jason? That's Jason. Jason Aaron. Jason Pro? Rebranded. It is. Oh hey, all right. Now leave a little bit for me. Hello, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, my bad. I'm Jason Aaron. Pro. That's right. I rebranded to a URL. Type it in your browser. Go down the rabbit hole with me, won't you? Oh. That's it. That's all you, you have. You, you, I mean, you've you been practicing that. That's getting better every <laughs> I mean, week. I'm I, kind I of mean, got it. It else. is. It is. Um, how many, how many podcasts you got going on now? Uh, just started a eleventh, soon to be Saturday. Start twelve. Oh, sweet! So, no big whoop, no big deal. That person who just uh, asked me that question is Miranda. Oh, hi. Lower third <laughs> oh. on screen. I'm the host of the show. Yeah, kind of. She's she's kinda really the more than this. She's really more more than this show though. Um, and to yeah. her, to her left, that's the right. right. Lovely, is, is, amazingly is awesome, Kim, professional. Joseph Kim. I, I I also changed the URL, but I didn't want to shorten the line? letters. I am Joseph <laughs> Kemp professional. It's like Jason Aaron Pro, but bigger. Bigger. Oh, much bigger. Here we go with uh, the <laughs> they, size difference. Bigger. Holy. Well, yeah. they, he they he will mute Joe in a heartbeat. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. I'm, I, so, I will leave it at that. So how, <laughs> how have you guys been this this last week? Oh my gosh! I'll okay. tell you what. I'll tell been, you what. I've had. I've been busy. I, Insanely, I, I've had the, stupidly uh, busy. The crazy, stupidest car problem that I mean, it's not a huge like. It's just a heater cord, but for for what I do, that is a lot. I had to take the dash off, steering wheel out, back for the front seats out, and the center. Car. It was ridiculous just to get this little aluminum thing in there. That was a whole situation. Uh, All right, yeah. and had wrestling on top of it. So I was at the Greenwood, the gathering you were place wrestling on for top the Nash. I didn't wrestle with my kids. He was did. there, like you were wrestling on top of the car. Sure. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> So, so at the gathering place in Greenwood, they've uh, is happening this weekend as well. The big wrestling event. Uh, it was a national turnout. We had eight teams from uh, six different states, I believe. It was a really great time, and it was lo- it was awesome seeing the kids get together and do things. And it was just it was awesome. All positive. That's awesome yeah, for sure. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do want to make sure everyone jumps out and subscribes, rate, review, leave a comment. On the uh, Money Love podcast, we need subscribers on YouTube so we YouTube. can go so we can go live on YouTube. <laughs> I have um, nothing else to say about that. I've said it every single every week. time. You every should week. be there. Done, been every done week. that every week. Yes, get to YouTube. I pity the fool. Why did I find Elijah? So I, I, I'm losing the other line. I, for, I keep forgetting uh, that one back there. You're Dang not it. muted yet. <laughs> I will be. It happens sometimes. Oops. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we actually have a guest tonight who is um, very near and dear to my heart. Um, I great, just great let uh, the crew in on how near and dear he is to my heart. He actually presided over my grandmother's funeral. That's what We met back in March. We both kind of have the same job. So okay. it's okay. awesome. But let me start just listing off a sh- short, not short, ever, bio. Oh, so here we go. Um, <laughs> studies, faith and peace studies at Chicago Theology 
Seminary, president founder of Urban Christian Leadership Institute, founder and president at Soul America International Records. Okay. Chief oh, <laughs> editor in chief at Greg L. Greer's Apolitical America, founder, director, CEO, Black Butcher. America World News. Working on it, guys. Bear with me. Founder at Faith and Leadership Journal, founder at One World Transatlantic Global Media, creator. <laughs> oh, no. You're making me blush. That's mm, enough, stop it. Oh. I, I bet I'm redder than you are. Founder at One World Transatlantic. <laughs> stop it. He, 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 he was trying to be nice. He said stop to hopefully so you stop butchering the <laughs> titles. Oh, my God. Damn it. I don't know. It's kind of entertaining. Founder and director like, stop, at Freedom please. Foundation of Global Justice, president and founder at Freedom First International, radio show host, producer at One World Talks with Greg L. Greer, founder and managing director at American Academy of Recording Arts. Ladies and gentlemen, I will now introduce to you Greg L. Greer. Yeah. Woo! That's a lot, right? Yeah, right. Okay, well, that's uh, that's all the time we have for tonight's right. show. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> it's over with, right? <laughs> oh. Oh man, look, we are. So Oops, welcome, welcome. Yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, I'm honored to be here with the M to the double J, two times. Yes, yes. J to J. J to the two power. Okay? There we go. Power two, all right? <laughs> J square. <laughs> yes. J square, yo. Um, before we get too far in, do you, yeah. do you have any shout-outs, plugs, sponsors that you well, would like to? Well, you know what? Here, let's do this because, I mean, we wouldn't be who we are without people who, great people who are standing with us. So let's just. For sure. You know, I, I like to shout out to the Monday Love Podcast <laughs> and the whole crew. <laughs> hey, look, I tell you what, you guys are doing some excellent work down here, and I really, really appreciate it. And I am telling y'all, if y'all haven't been down or been on the podcast, it's what's up. It's what's up. And I personally, me, myself, because I'm a, I am a radio person and I'm mm -hmm. a journalist. Mm -hmm. If you saw that, I don't know if you saw that joke. I but did. I, uh, so, I mean, I tell you what, I say broadcast because it's a broadcast. But, you know, hey, you say what you say. But I think it's Sometimes it's, 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 it's a it's a vodcast, video podcast. No, I like, like that now. Yeah, vodcast. Did you market that, Jason? I'm sure uh, the dollar sign just Did you trademark went, that shit? Vodcast. Uh, uh, it's an actual term. <laughs> and it does represent what I do here because I have I like 20 some years I'm of video gonna, experience. So, of course, there's going to be a, a heavy visual experience That's with these. It's up. not just like, audio. It's like, a lot of video. I got like cameras a, everywhere, robot cameras so, doing stuff. Yeah. Pushing buttons, making okay. sure zooming Makes in. Makes me nervous, Jason. Like, yeah. Well, that goes with the same so, like DJ <laughs> VJ thing, right? right yes. Jay? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. KJ. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to add another. <laughs> oh, another uh, just another acronym. Oh, Holy hell. Good. Okay. So, um, <laughs> First and foremost, I do want it to be acknowledged you are a bishop. That's right. That's right. When did you have that calling? Well, the calling came, has been on, on me all of my entire life, and I've known it. I mean, but uh, at one point I ran from it for a long time. I was out there in the clubs partying and all of that, and the party life was good, and I mean— Ooh, you a know, little bit, of, a little bit of insight of that. Hey, we we won't just just prior, we gonna, we prior gonna, to we gonna keep, didn't I say we were gonna to, keep it G rated, PG rated? Prior, no, no, no. 
we can't. Prior, <laughs> prior to that's the wrong kind of letter. Yes, no, 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 we prior to, to the calling, who all did you get to party and kick it with when you were in California? Oh, I was, well, I was in Cali kicking it with a lot of different. I, so I was a I'm a sound engineer. Yes. And I started off in the music industry, and I was out and I was doing independent production. I was trying to be like the Dr. Dread, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, and you know, actually, it was I did go out and I hung out in the studio with. NWA mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. one time. Listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you, can I tell y'all the story? <laughs> y'all wanna hear the story? story. Oh. Yes, I love okay, the story. so let me let me tell y'all the story. Okay. So I went down to the studio. Um Donovan, uh Donovan Sound, the guy who owned the studio was named uh Donovan Sound. Uh Donovan Smith is na- his name. The studio is Donovan Sound, and that's why if you ever seen the NWA movie, um yes. This is the studio where they got jacked up by the police on the outside. So this yes. is the guy who was recording them, and that was in Torrance, California. So I was okay. uh, actually down there, and I was living on and off down there. If that makes sense. Just keep keep yes. it short. Um, so I went down to. I called Donovan. I'm like Donovan. You know, you got to let me come out and hang out with the guys, right? So he was like, "Hey, man, come on!" I was like, "Oh, that was too easy." <laughs> so I'm like, "Look," I said, "What time are they gonna be there?" I'm I'm like I'm like, dude, you know. Is it okay for real? He was like, yeah, come on down. So listen, I got down there. I went inside them doors. And it was big. Three or four big seven-foot dudes. <laughs> I mean, like Suge Knight plus three. And I'm like, I'm like, look. He was like, come on in, dog. I was like, no, nah, that's all right. I was like, you know what? I might come back because I see y'all working really hard tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and exit right. stage left. Right. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. It was too. It, it didn't even look good. I'm like, you know what? Let me. Got that feeling. I had. I saw the danger. I'm yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. I'm for real. It was oh, just man. that kind of scene. So wow. I'm a smart dude. I'm from Chicago. Okay, so right. I know danger when I see hey. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Completely sure. respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So sorry. Back to the hey, original. Man. You had the calling after this. So the calling has been on me all my life, and basically. Um, when it comes to faith, just this more specific of it, you know, some of us choose to run from it, right? Am I right, sir? And we choose to run from it. Some of us know we have it. A lot of times we know we have it, but it's what we choose to do with it. And I chose to run from it because I was too busy in the clubs, living life. And I said, look, I'm not ready to submit. And then I knew what kind of dedication living a life of faith takes. And I just didn't want to play games with it. So um, I was humbled through submission, through different circumstances in my life to make me submit. But, I mean, if it were me, personally me as who I am as a man, I I mean, the club life and being in the entertainment scene, I mean, I had to give up a certain amount of that to transition into where I'm at today. Gotcha, gotcha. And then prior to that, aside from who you named, you had kicked it with some pretty big names in Chicago and well, well, I started off um, in working out of the studios. I worked out of a Hollywood recording studio, Hollywood on Sunset Sound. And I mean, I was meeting everybody, Belle, Biv, DeVoe, and, you know, a lot of the rappers. And I mean, just some of everybody in the industry. And I mean, I was a regular on the club scene. I would go into the Hollywood Palladium and I had a VIP card and everything. I didn't have no money, but I was fronting like I had car. money. <laughs> you, yeah, you had that card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, look, I had 
had that VIP interest card and I was oh. up there, you know, hanging out with Wesley Snipes and all these different oh, people, you know what I mean? But so I mean, cool. you know, that's how Hollywood is. You know, everybody goes down there and, you know, it's a big game, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. You just we, don't we've, we've talked um, quite a few times and spoke quite a few times on yeah. smoke, smoke and Mirrors. Okay. If you ain't there, smoke and mirrors. You make it till you are. May fake, uh, make it till you fake it. There yeah. we go. I wasn't gonna say that, but <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So absolutely. But you were a regular, so you know the people there knew your face and your name and what right. have you. I didn't have to wait in line at the Palladium and some of the other clubs that were hot at that point. Um, I would just go right in the front door. Oh yeah, come on, you can, you know, and it was good, you know. And I mean, I mean, I even looked apart, you know. I was Armani suits on and all of that. I mean, I probably had about twenty dollars in my bucket, but you know, but you looked and, apart. And I might have been, all, and, mm. and I might have had a wine glass, but it had water in it. Okay, and some ice. <laughs> You know, shit, it happens, hey. man. Hey, that's that um, life, though, right? <laughs> people, people try to make it in that industry. It's so rough, and you know when you go it down, really is. when you go down to Hollywood, that. when you go down to Hollywood, you see a lot of homeless folks. You know, a lot of those people are entertainers. You know, yes, they went there Venice to be. Beach. They yes. went there to be actors they went there to and be, entertainers. Absolutely. And, I mean, you and know, then and it's then, just. And then they may take turn one wrong corner, and you know these, you know the drugs hit and all. I mean, this is this. I will tell you, it's hundreds of stories out there like that. Oh, I believe it. You know? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a ugly, so, um, ugly industry nowadays. Yeah, it is. It is. Joe. So, founder and managing director at American Academy of Recording Arts. Do tell, explain. So, what I came down to Indianapolis to do, and I mean here. Just real quick. So we got a lot of good people, and the young man who's with me, uh, uh, Joseph Pusley, has been with me through a lot of different fractions of what we're doing and building. So Freedom First International, and then um, so what? There we, he is. There he is, right there in the shadows. See that guy in there the shadows. He is. <laughs> yep. Yo, Wave yo, hi. Yo. And, and, and it's, it's up here. The camera's up here. Wave to that one. There we <laughs> go. Hey. <laughs> and I tell you what, he's a young man who, you know, was was really like uh, um, in the civil social justice, civil rights movement down in Chicago and really fighting like uh, gang violence and the shooting violence and all of that. So he belonged to an organization called Action Now, which was right, right which on. was an organization that came from ACORN and a little bit about ACORN. OK, this was the organization to help President Obama get elected. And because it was a non-for-profit, they weren't supposed to be doing political work. So they, the government went in and shut them down, and it became action now. So he comes from, like, that whole thing. Okay. Um, been on the front lines with uh, – he's a minister, but he's been on the front lines with Chicago violence. And, I mean, we've had a lot of different things. So, Wow. What, That's awesome, man. The way, the way that the entertainment thing came about is um, – I learned that in order to get your make your voice heard, you have to understand how to do it. Right. And because I come from an entertainment journalism background, I used that in the not-for-profit world in order to push this organization f forward. And Freedom First International is has become. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I, pause I, right no, there. No, I was gonna because that's that's one of the questions okay. that I want to make sure is out there. Okay. So Freedom okay. First International yeah. is your baby, and it came from. Well, it came from basically um, work starting off with the ACLU as a student activist, and we were campaigning and fighting against the, the death penalty in college. And um, we took that and um, 
few years later. I mean, I was working on my bachelor's in criminal justice, but I never wanted to be a cop. Never right. want, you know, you know. Right, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't want to wear, I was already in the military. I was wearing like uniforms. I said, I didn't want to wear that polyester uniform. I didn't want to do it. Right. You know, so, <laughs> right. So let me, so uh, I decided that I wanted to just figure on something else. And um, it just happened through attrition, but I used like a lot of the, the criminal justice education with the entertainment and I built Freedom First International, started off as a student activist with the ACLU and then then I uh, went to an organization called the SCLC, which was um, uh, the organization that was founded by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I was uh, I became a prominent member of the SCLC and um, in that early phase, uh, I went around the country and started fighting for civil rights causes. That's awesome, that's yeah, yeah. like hands down yeah, yeah. I mean, Hands I, down awesome. I even worked with the family of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, his his sons, uh, his nieces, his sister, um, just working with them while I was at the SCLC. Okay, so then from there, let's fast forward to um, I came in late. Whatever. Fast forward. I came. That's a fast forward sound effect. I came in late to the, (laughs) you got that button, don't (laughs) you? I came in really late to um, the Rice case. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that situation? Well, the Rice case was uh, the Tamir Rice case. So at Freedom First International, we had the opportunity, and Minister Pugler would tell you, to have probably the biggest civil rights case within the last 10 years in America. So Tamir Rice was a case of a 12-year-old who was shot down in Cleveland, Ohio, by two police officers while he was playing with a, a, a legend. It was a toy gun. It was a toy but gun. But somebody reported it to be a, a real gun. Mm-hmm. And um, he a was child. in a park. He was a 12-year-old child in the middle of a park. Um, and uh, basically, two officers from Cleveland PD came. They happened to be Caucasian. Just came, saying. Well, you know what? And, and here's I'm the thing. I'm just saying. It's okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Because here's the thing. We get lost in a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we've tried to do when we fought around the country is we talked about injustice and human rights violations, and we took, even though that is always going to be the relevant, but people get lost into that. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about this that's, was a human life, absolutely. a young child's life that. that was taken. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Completely agree. I just want to make sure that the whole truth no, is being played I mean, and, out. And, it, and it's relevant. Because he was a child playing a on child. a playground. Yes. And I heard the, the, the police report. Okay, it was a white male that called in the 911 call, correct? Um, um, It was an older gentleman. I'm not sure if I believe it was an older white gentleman. Mm -hmm. And Tamir was actually pointing a toy gun. I mean, this is a child. It was. It it was a replica. It was was a toy replica. And he's a tall, he was a taller kid. So, you know, but he's in the middle of a park by himself. Yes. This is an actual park. Mm-hmm. So what happens is... Some, and there uh, is video dispatch. out there. If you guys want to look it up, there is video, video out there. There's video out there. Uh, yeah. The Crudell Park where the incident happened, there was video, a video camera on the park and that sort of thing. So anyway, <clears throat> so uh, the officers, Timothy Lohman and uh, Grambach, Frank Grambach came and, I mean, Dukes of Hazard style, over the mediums. They went over the mediums. They actually skid all the way through going 20 miles an hour into the park right alongside of the swing the car came to a stop and within three seconds they put 
multiple rounds in this child's body and he died on the scene. Yes, oh he my did. God. Yeah. It, it was it was a whole fucked up situation. And, Sorry. Um, immediately. But it what, was. Immediately what happens in these cases is they refuse to um, they went quiet. They didn't they <clears> wouldn't <throat> participate in the investigation. These are police officers. They said, well, we're not going to testify. We're not going to even give a report against ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there was an FBI officer in the area and he's the one. He's the one who. Herbs. <laughs> he, he's doing <laughs> really. <laughs> he's doing that was probably my fault. That was Renee's computer. That was probably my fault. Uh, that was my fault. Uh, my fault. I will own it. It's my fault. Uh, my bad. See that, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> totally my fault. Um, but but you and her went all the way to uh, wasn't it the Supreme Court. Well, or? no, I wanted to take it to the Supreme Court. So what happened was there was a prominent um, black attorney who was on a lot of these cases, Trayvon, um, and I mean I feel bad about it now, but we fired him. His name is Benjamin Crump. Okay. So we okay. fired him off the case, and we had this law law um, firm from New York. I can't even think of their names, but I. Um, through a, uh, an attorney friend of mine who was, who was working with me in Chicago, a uh, great guy, uh, Billy Mills, Attorney Mills, Billy Joe Mills, right? We, uh, he, found the, he found, for the family, he found a law firm out of New York, and we worked with the law firm, brought those guys in, and uh, I have a very negative feeling about that particular law firm. And what's happening with a lot of these cases is these attorneys come in and, they really, you know, because there's litigation on the on the line, civil litigation, meaning there's millions of dollars on the on right. the line. They don't really fight in criminal prosecution mode, but they fight in civil litigation mode, meaning that they're there for the money, but right. they're not they're not there to prosecute the right. injustice. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And that's what happens. That, in the that makes and it so why, much more clear. That's why a lot of these cases fall through the cracks because you know a lot of times they will settle with the families, and once they settle, then you know, everything's over. It's Absolutely, it's yeah, it's, and and probably uh, NDA and silenced and everything that's, like that. That's right. That's right. So then, let me ask you about um, being a radio show host and producer at mm -hmm. One World Talks. Yeah. So, I started blogging in 2008, um, and it was right around the time where I was still uh prior to the university I, I i think i was at the university in 2004 just time frame uh to give or take 2003 2004 i was at the university so i started writing for the newspaper and then blogging became real big at that time it was like right. new you know people were like doing really big things with blogging i mean uh, there was a blogger who made um who um who broke open the uh who broke open the iran contra uh, there was a blogger. So, I mean, all of this stuff came from blogging. Okay. Um, some of the biggest, uh, the Draham Report is what I what was I, what I was referencing. And if you look up the Draham Report, it's a right wing type of uh, blog, but it was started by an individual, and that thing has thousands of followers even to this day. And if you look at it now, mm -hmm. it looks really draconian. It's like a black and white type, but you know how like the okay. old old internet old look. yeah old school internet it still has that look because they keep it but i mean this guy has and he does a lot of great work so he so i decided i'm like i need to do something like the Draham report because our social justice work we need a voice and we need a following and we can develop a 
uh, um, internal following without having to call CNN and all of that and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yes. so I started blogging with about nine family members, and then that thing became like ten. Uh, 10 members and then uh, within a year we had about 300 people and then that 300 people became 10,000 people and that 10,000 people became 50,000 people right. and 60,000 people so probably right now um, just on the merit I probably have about 70,000 followers from wow. like the multimedia that I do yeah around yeah the and you're on like all social media platforms well not even just social uh, media right right and, and I do want to say you're going um, there. make sure make sure you throw out your social media Okay, so my social media is uh, One World Talks, which uh, we branch, we started branching that out. Um, One World Talks um, in a political America because the reason why I started a political America is because I wanted to do something that was not political. You said, you mm-hmm. know, a political meaning there's a version of people who really are tired of politics, tired of the different slants and all of that. So that's why I said we're talking a political America. So the stories that I write about either piss you off or they make you laugh. Right. <laughs> One of the two. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we, you know, right. the different stories that I choose, but. Um, so um, the blogging, going, I just wanted to say the blogging, I mean, it became so large that I sent some of my writing to Ariana Huffington, and she actually put me on the Huffington Post, that, so I became a contributor was, to the Huffington Post. Yes, <laughs> you, you have contributed to the Huffington Post, the yeah. Chicago Reader, Change.org, the Star Press, Blog Talk Radio, and it just keeps well, going see, on. I've seen in I reports. I've written, I uh, had a, a column on CNN I reports, Daily Calls. Um, I've written for uh, I've written stuff and commentary on MSNBC on MSNBC online. Uh, I've been on a number of different programs just around the country, uh, news, TV, and social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's that's huge because you have so many oars in the water, yeah. Yeah. and everything is getting covered. So you must be doing something right. Yeah, I mean, we get, I mean, anytime we do a uh, social justice movement, I mean, we get all the media. We don't miss a cue. I mean, you knew, you know very well. Yeah. Am I jumping ahead of you? Can I say that? No, it? you're good. You're good. Uh, Go ahead. So we did, a, even the first thing that I did when we came, when I moved down here to Indy was, uh, and Jay Fizzle was there. Ain't that right, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. He was the guru behind the scenes, doing a lot of good work. I still didn't get that video, Jason, but that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, uh, so five so, hours worth of video. So we did a we did a Fourth of July <laughs> event, and it, it it was basically just to kind of um, say that you know people's human rights are being violated, and we wanted to highlight right, uh, right. Yeah, like, and and we were highlighting one, and then we ended up running into a, a whole nother situation. Group of right, yes, right. Yes. So we had about thirty people at the uh, circle, and every every last press, every last press organization was down was there, there that was invited. They came down and they covered it, and it was all over the place. And you know, it was a, it was a good welcoming to Indy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely, absolutely. Um, so can you like define what all falls underneath one transatlantic global media? So one world transatlantic global media was so the blog that I started back in way back in the day was called One World. And the okay. reason why I call I call it One World is it's faith, politics and people. And those were the things that I wrote about. So and I pretty much wanted to cover all of that and I just called it One World because it's all of that. And uh, that's been kind of like the banner that's really started. It's the foundation of everything that I do. So One World 
became a, a radio station called The Owl, One World Live. And okay. then uh, I said, well, you know, we need to branch this off and break it off. And One World Talks was the radio program. So it's pretty much just kind of like the bottom of where everything came from. So everything is kind of like a branch off of One World, except for Freedom First International, which is just it's, it's a its non-for-profit. Yeah, it's right. its own thing. Right. And if you do want to go into more detail, because there's, like I said, there's so many different ores that you have mm, right now yeah. in the water. Yeah, and I didn't do this to try to put myself on a platform or like keep up with the Joneses. I mean, you know, like one thing that we've tried to do, and you know, this is not an indictment to anybody else. Like, um, like, uh, and this man would tell you, right? This young man would tell you, you know, I mean, I was invited, I've been invited down to hang out with Jesse Jackson and them and all of this. And, you know, maybe some things with Reverend Sharpton. I just didn't want to do those types of things because we wanted to kind of stay away from that. And we wanted to focus on people's rights being violated. We didn't want to get into the civil rights piece. And, you right. know, we're not downplaying that, but it became, <clears throat> it became something else like a payroll for somebody. And we wanted to focus on human rights violations. And that's why Freedom first has grown because we kind of stayed away from a lot of the little the controversial and, aspects of civil rights right and even um when we were doing the july 4th thing um you made it very clear it's not about the movement or organization of black lives matter right right we are for um we for we are for black rights. I mean, obviously, I'm yes. a black man. Correct. You know, right. and, and black people are oppressed all around the world, and even in this country. Um, we we took a note from the SCLC. That's those are the folks who trained me. These are some of the generals who stood with Dr. King on the front line, like one of my mentors. And he was he can tell you he was down with me when I went down to the SCLC, and, and in conversations a few times. And I mean. These are guys who had were with working with Dr. King on the front lines, and they trained me. And I'm going to say this: um, it's really about fighting for the oppressed, and oppressed come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And you can look around the world. So we have to we have to strategize our struggle. I mean, obviously, there's rights and things that are being violated in every community. You can go into even some of the communities in in West Virginia. You have poor white folks in trailer uh -huh. camps. Yeah. You know the coal miners down in West Virginia who Trump went down to, and he lied. I'm gonna say that if, if yeah. You know what? This is not an offense to anybody. I don't want to be controversial and offend anybody, but I have to tell the truth. Yep. You know, um, people from all communities are oppressed. Yes. And that's who we stand for. We want to fight for the oppressed worldwide. And and you have plenty of um, faculty, lawyers, paralegals that are all right. backing you up right, right. with this with this whole movement. Right, right. And right. all it takes is just the right media source. And the fact you know, that we need a, a movement for us to to focus on human rights. I mean, like that should you, you would think that you know it's twenty twenty and we have you know we yeah. this is still at hand. We are educate like with being able to educate ourselves beyond any mean like you could look up anything and and the way right. that society and people and how it just it's just it's just it's boggling that we have to have a movement to go human rights right yeah right. you know, i mean it just it's just 
Well, you know, and there's good organizations that are doing good work, but, you know, we don't really capitalize on those. Like the current term that you see when it comes to even um, even people getting shot in our community, Black Lives Matters. But people have to understand that Black Lives Matters is an umbrella term for multiple people who come and they help out. It's not an organization per se. Now, there is an organization that's organically Black Lives Matters. Correct, yes. You know, like I even worked with Alicia Garza, who was one of the founders of Black Lives Matters. We took her to the United Nations with Samaria Rice and John Crawford and flew her down and we had one of the biggest events at the United Nations, which we organized, probably about 900 people. And, um, you know, um, I mean, you know, you should be beside me when I've actually explained to folks, we're not Black Lives Matters. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. I'm not that organization, but we stand for the rights of the oppressed. I do want to be clear that, again, when we fight like we fought, Joseph Pusley will tell you in Chicago, probably what over the course of the last 10 years, there were black women who were being murdered by what we believe to be a potential serial killer. And we fought wow. against the police because the police have turned their eye to that. Um, the chief of police even told me face to face, right, that, you know, basically there's no serial killer, but we had bodies of women who were being found, look, strangled dumped in dumpsters and in a lot of these cases they were set on fire the whole dumpsters were set on fire with their bodies in them and these are multiple cases and he's telling us that there's no serial killer so there was an organization by a gentleman who was a journalist as well by the name of Tom Hargrove who actually looked at the findings and he said well this has the pattern of a serial killer so I said well look now you have another organization saying what we said so we went down and we challenged the Chicago police and this was all over you can google it it was YouTube came down yahoo news came down bet came down the guardian i mean it was all over the international national media i mean i even saw it probably in russia (laughs) they were writing about it these women were being murdered and and it's still going on to this day their bodies are being found in uh, parking lots we're still sitting there nobody this and what we told the mayor and this chief of police is we said hey We know that there is, you know, we know that you guys don't want to say that there's a serial killer. We understand that you want to, because of your, uh, you don't want to mess up the uh, tourism industry in Chicago. Exactly. But we also want you to know that there is a body count of young ladies who are being found and they're being murdered every day. And you need to say something. Same, you need to put out same, public safety announcements. Right. What's, what's the numbers looking like with that same kind of? I mean, the, MO. with the same mo. Um, right now, we have probably about seventy-five and counting, Shut but it's fifty-five up. plus. Yeah, they've been strangled. So worse they've than been, Green River. Bodies, listen, who, than Dahmer, who sets bodies? Than, does a normal who sets bodies on fire after you've been strangled? Come on now. No, that's that's, that's a whole nother level. You find these bodies in, that that in goes right there. back to the perfect triangle. What in the bed? Being mean to animals, killing animals, oh, man. and being like, man, there is a track record. Yeah, Somebody man. knows, yeah. and they're not coming forward. Yeah. A, a lot of these areas are, are are tragic. They're oppressed. They're you know, and again, this is not just black. These it, are Latino people. These are poor. poor it is white underprivileged. You don't, you don't, and, and it does, guess the what? color does not matter. And even it some goes of back the Latino people, the Latino people who are hunted against, you know, a lot of them don't want to go to the police. You know they why, won't, right? They won't. I, because I, INS, because in immigration, they don't want to be deported or anything, which is what's exactly. going on. So these are the perfect people who are being the perfect upon. victims to be you know preyed upon. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And for our yeah. listeners, make sure you go rate, review, subscribe, subscribe leave a comment, leave a comment. Uh, yeah. You know, make sure to hit an, um, on all of Greg's social media. Uh, you know, I'm yes. usually full of all kind of silly jokes and stuff, but I am <laughs> so into is, our conversation yeah. today. So please <laughs> listen up and. Do whatever you can to help. You Make, know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Share, yeah. rate, review, leave a comment, jump over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and keep following, guys, because you never know. Um, yeah. The the picture on my public profile mm-hmm. um, is actually of you and I standing on the circle being interviewed uh, by Channel 8, I believe. Okay. All right. That was back on July 4th. Okay. And then um, just the other day, we had an actual presidential running candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, He's on the bill in 30 different states. Um, He's a write-in for Indiana, but maybe it takes... 30, Thirty-eight different states, 38. and I think he's a, okay. he's on the he's on the he's on the ballot in thirty-eight different states, and then seventeen he's a right-hand right candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. um, and listening to what he had to say, like it's it's a sobering reality check. It really is. Um, it's not just left. It's not okay. just right. It's a perfect combination of wake the fuck up, America. Um, uh, first of all, you already burnt your one F word. That was my one F word. get us into the PG-13 ratings. Man, so. we got to oh. go to we gotta go to art now, Jay. Oh. We got to go to art now. Sorry. My <laughs> bad. Can't take her nowhere. I never. <laughs> okay, so um, you are uh, Seoul America International Records founder and president. Right. So, you know, it's a lot. I know it's a lot. So, we... So... Here's one thing that I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> so it's I don't right. talk about a lot. So basically, I know I'm pulling shit out I of you. She yep. wants me to say this. So I'm going to say, it. I'm going to, should I go? So basically, <laughs> so going back to my college days, so, yeah. so I worked in this studio. Um, the owner was named Reed Himes. He was a professor at Columbia College in Chicago and he was a professor of mine. So I went and interned at his studio okay. and I ended up working at this. Chicago tracks, which um, basically the upstairs was was a studio called the Chocolate Factory. Okay, and the Chocolate Factory is That's owned well by known. That's well known. Mr. R. Kelly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the stories about the young girls and everything, man, I saw probably believe uh, hundreds of thirteen year olds. I'm like, dude, you can't be serious. Man. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he, and on the on the flip side of that, to hey, be listen. fair, okay, R. Kelly <laughs> might be a you know, POS yeah, pervert, but yeah. that's not going to change the feelings that I had in the '90s or the memories that I had no, in the late no, '90s or change. early 2000s. It, but let me, something wrong with a little bump and grind now. There, well, you there's know, but at the same time, but just like ahead. with the smell I or sound, you go back to it's all messed up. You go look, back look, to look, that Joe, time, Joe. Joe, Joe, look at Joe. And Andy got, Andy got on the Chicago uh, hat. Come yes, on, he uh, is come on, y'all can't do it. Look, Chicago, y'all see what Joe was doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> now let me say this. Let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. Here's the. Here's this. And you know, I I want to bring this. I don't want to get. I want to bring this down to a level of. So he's a very troubled individual. Yep. You know. Agreed. And, 
I mean, molested as a young boy. Um, and that's what's known now, you know, through the documentaries and all of that. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these entertainers, I'm going to be honest with you. So they have money and they have millions and billions and they have entourages and all of this. They don't have psychologists, yo. They don't. They, yeah, they <laughs> don't know, keep that's them on what retainer. They need the most. Therapy. Yeah, they Man. don't. And you know what? If they had that, <laughs> counseling, they might be all right. That's what they need. They need a psychologist on staff, but, on call. Yes. But you know, at, at some point, I mean, <laughs> I think once you get so high, you get so kind of separated from what reality. Reality. Well, you know what? I mean, because <sighs> like if you watch you watch R. Kelly's documentary, you just go a couple different channels and you're looking but, at Michael but, Jackson's but, documentary, but, but Joe, me, and, and it's yeah, a you're right. Life. And Why? that's right. <laughs> but let me tell you something. It's, it's a lot of them people, though. For real, really, really, a lot of these folks. Like the celebrities themselves, yeah. a lot of them are kind of like cool. But you know who really makes a lot of the big to do about nothing and make it real crazy? The entourages, man. The well, entourages. yeah, because they yeah. have to help cover and y'all up know shit, that, right? Yeah, yeah they sure. have it's to help the buffer. They're, who, they're who really buffering. keep up a lot of mess. Messy is yes. all good. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, uh, drama sells. Yes. So when they mess some shit up, it sells. Yeah. So man. if they can, you know, I, uh, I, I mean. Uh, I mean, even with Tupac, look, Tupac was a smart guy. He was actually a nerd, right, for, to a greater or lesser degree. But when he got around a certain element, it changed him. And even to his detriment, even when he got with Death Row, with Suge in them, Suge yeah. Knight in them, mm-hmm. it, he, it changed his whole psyche. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we've all seen the videos where they were at the Mike Tyson fight. And right. these guys, after the fight, they started another fight out in the lobby. I was I mean, watching that fight. I actually, <laughs> watched, what? Uh, I actually watched a recording of a, a brother of one of the security guards. He was at yeah. another club. So he knew when they rolled up, who was rolling up. And he said flat out, Suge effed up all the way because... Yeah. Pac, yeah, he grew up in the streets, but he yeah. wasn't ghetto. He wasn't thug. Yeah. And he tried to jump into that lifestyle, yeah. Yeah. and he should not have intervened and put himself in that position. Yeah, so we had two so. friends who were with Death Row at that point in time. Um, guy by the name of Frank Alexander, he, was too, he became Tupac's personal bodyguard. When he was hanging out with us, he wasn't that just yet, but he came to me, he was like, man, I wanna get into music with you. And I was like, dude, I was like, all right, you know, if that's what you wanna do. So um, going out, and he was hanging out with me at the clubs at the Palladium. He actually took me to uh, James Cleveland's house, and I met um, uh, James Cleveland's son. And James Cleveland's son, um, grandson, Andre, used to run out the Palladium on like Thursday nights and do a party. So that's how like this whole thing, and these are like gospel people, James Cleveland, big gospel. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. you know, his son was like having one of the biggest parties in Hollywood on Thursday nights, and we would go there, and all the celebrities would come. So uh, Frank took me over there and introduced me, and we got, all started mixing up, and that's probably how he got with Death Row. Right. And like, um, so I, this was after I left. I went back to Chicago because I really got burnt out with all that. It was <clears throat> a lot of superficialness. It was a lot of stuff I didn't. And plus, I didn't have the money to keep it up either. <laughs> I couldn't, right. And that was probably the main reason why oh I came gosh. back. So I was like, look, I hadn't been at home in about eight, nine, ten years at that point. So I came back to Chicago, and that's when I started getting into Columbia College and the arts and music scene down in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, just running through real quick some of the comments. Um says what's up everyone uh austin isaac Uh-oh. Uh-oh. sub to this youtube 
Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, sh- shout out to Austin. Actually, I uh, I, I kind of asked him to help out, uh, do some hashtags and stuff on recent podcasts. So it's kind of a new thing. So he's kind of helping on the back end. So thank you, Austin, for your help. All right, Austin. Heck yeah. Way to go, Austin. There we go. Um, let's see. Uh, celebrate review. Thank you, Austin. Make sure you throw that out there. Uh, Mighty love. There's a lot of hashtags. <laughs> Stacy Humberger Carl. Um, she actually has um, a few daughters that have. Um, they're on the spectrum. So it's awesome that she is tuning in. But um, so. Let's just get a little bit deeper down the rabbit uh, hole. Here we go. So uh, here we go. You you holding on to your chair? Wow. Right. Two references let's, to the rabbit hole in this episode. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Let's just. I mean, let's are just we go. sponsored by Matrix or? Uh, <laughs> you know, it happens. A little bit of kickback. Take the blue pill. Um. So <laughs> you you actually have a documentary on oh. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Chicago Way. Yes. And um, God, you keep making my to do list big, man. I know. I told <laughs> the you. The Chicago way. Yeah. Yes. Chicago. So, yeah. guys, make sure you jump over there on Amazon. He's in it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Give a brief rundown. So, so we, um, again, this is just a matter of like breaking out and just kind of like really having our verses heard. So, we started working on a documentary about the Chicago violence because, again, um, a lot of the undertones of it wasn't really, really being picked up. I mean, when you hear about Chicago, you hear about the guns and the bullets flaring and all that, but you don't really hear about the real specifics. So we started working on a documentary on some of the most violent years of Chicago violence to in the last decade, which was like 14, 15, and 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went through a lot of the different things, like uh, like the governor of Illinois. We ran him from the south side of Chicago we told him don't come on the south side of Chicago and we called him on the south side of Chicago so we had, we put about 30 people outside of a church on a Sunday we're like what the heck you doing in the church here <laughs> so we had 30 protesters and we started like playing music and we like I'm sorry I should we shouldn't I shouldn't go there so let me just keep this let me just yeah, say you this. Don't have to. so we go took ahead. no no the reason why is I kind of feel kind of bad because it was a church but we we tried to was actually go outside the church. Was you no, outside the, the church? The, we were outside the church and had about thirty protesters and a group of us. So we called that protest because we feel like the governor of Illinois should not have been in the church on the south side of Chicago. You took the rights away from the people. And why are you even coming down to the south side of Chicago when you don't care about the people down there? To save and face. he's up. He's up in uh, Ivory Tower and uh, Wil- Wilmette, which is like probably Carmel or, or Carmel Plus here. Gotcha. Right. And, so, I mean, and it's like, you know, there's no really no connection. He started taking rights away from the seniors when he first got in. He started taking like a um, like um, child care initiatives, which is the daycare program. He started taking all kinds of stuff. So anyway, that's on the documentary. We started talking about a lot of these things that you don't see on primetime. And the documentary was my first documentary. We produced it. And uh, it was previewed at the Cisco and Ebert Film Festival. That's for, awesome. And we had probably about 700 people on two nights, and it won an award. Hey, Jason, That's I sent awesome. you that link to. That is awesome, awesome. Yeah. Our yeah. little communication, um, if you wanted to put yeah. that up. I mean, if if we really wanted, and, and like, 
two rules of mine. We don't talk about politics or religion. Yeah. We've kind of crossed both you know them what? fucking borders. There's three. There's three. I know. Um, so okay, if you want to get real, since right. since you're a, since you're a transplant to Indiana, mm. um, Mike Pence's Uh-oh. war chest Boy, came the off the back of our children when he okay. started making sure that you had to pay for busing. Yeah. for your children to go to school so we can get really deep can we watch the trailer on this the chicago way is that cool or yeah okay yep greg is that cool did you yeah. get that yeah yeah for sure is that cool all right uh, a little on. bit embarrassing right. but go ahead man yeah. uh, donald washington was a uh, director you realize yeah. since okay. january 1st of this year the chicago police has recovered one gun of every hour of this year talk after <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> what it mean never thought this would be me but there's reason for hope we got to be about this change how many children have to die before we come out these houses and decide we gonna change this shit back stop in our address and shut this government down our children are dying. Our people are dying. Out of Rahm Emanuel and politics as usual in Chicago. The city is bleeding poor and working class people every day. <laughs> he was my only one, baby. <laughs> we both to stay here. My, my child don't, don't bury her. She supposed to bury me. Me. Two ladies drove me to the scene and my child was laying on the ground covered up with a sheet. So I completely encourage everyone to go and watch that. It is definitely a... uh, an eye-opener and a mind-blown type of situation. Um, I got Amazon Prime, I'm gonna put that on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you're a huge presence um, on the streets in Chicago. Why move to Indiana? So, what it is is that we came because we wanted to really focus on the bringing the voice piece. I mean, there's a hundred organizations, non-for-profits, and NGOs out there who are doing social justice work. But, you know, if we're going to grow, we can't just be stuck into that mode. I mean, I can't be Operation Push or National Action uh, Network, or we can't be, you know, we got to be bigger than that. In order to keep our voices heard, like now we're doing documentaries, Pretty soon we'll be doing future films and we're actually working on movie scripts and looking at different directors. Like I uh, brung Don in and I trained him on how to direct documentaries from Governor State University. He was a, he was a university. Fresh out. Yeah, this was our first, this was both our first effort. Yeah, you know? fresh out the gate. And I mean, it won an award from Cisco to Neighbor Film Festival. That's one of the huge. most prominent. That's huge. You know? 
and they actually wanted us to show the damn thing at the, at the film festival so we did and I didn't expect it to have the end result I mean you could look at the newspaper articles and I mean it was a great night for us right so Make a long story short, I mean, we're going into future films. We came down here to build a recording and arts academy. And uh, right downtown, we actually have a, uh, uh, a broadcast room, which we're doing. Um, not probably as good as this one, but uh, no, <laughs> I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. Thank Let's you. say we, we hope you. to live up Working to this. Towards. Yeah. Yeah. Working towards. Working towards. You know that Eric compressor's outside if you really want to blow his head up. <laughs> he has a little spout that's just yeah. it was installed you plug it after into he turned to pro. Sometimes. Jason Aaron Pro came with the Eric compressor. Uh, I, love, I love it here. So <laughs> let, me just say, let me just say this. As a, somebody who's actually a sound engineer, entertainment is really what I've done. But I think that like with music and movies and entertainment, if you go back throughout our history of social justice, the movement has always been enlarged when it's met with a lot of actors, a lot of entertainers, yes. and they come together and they work hand in hand. Yes. So, so we got to capitalize and just push that. So you're saying you're going to go into the, the motion picture industry. I mean, what's like... What's the film? What I mean, not not saying I want we want the yeah, sneak yeah. peek, but I mean, what pushing what you're doing, and you know, what does that look like? Well, like like we're working on a script now called, <clears throat> you know, what I'm not a professional person. Probably we don't talk about script, but one of the scripts I'm saying because I'm not a professional. I don't know, you know, no, I got it's you. called Rise of the Phoenix, and okay. Rise of the Phoenix is really like a superhero movie. Okay. But I mean, you know, I mean, with special effects and all that, that stuff is, is really, you know, you're a graphics yeah, person. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, for sure. After effects and yeah. all that. So, you know, you really. <laughs> you're speaking you my. Got, you, got, yeah, you better watch it, man. There ain't no <laughs> drinks needed, man. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to really put a lot into that. I mean, and then we're looking at a lot of different um, biopics. Um, like, uh, I really wanted to do a story about an, um, a singer by the name of Donnie Hathaway from Chicago. And. This okay. is the guy who, like, um, Stevie Wonder emulated and really, oh, yeah. like, took a lot of his, you know, and we were, is, we is actually. Is this also Motown? Uh, no, no, this was, uh, this was actually like pre-Motown. Pre this might have been more coming, like, Chicago. There was Chess Records, which was yeah. bigger than Motown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. really, Chess was probably different genre, but it was maybe actually has been bigger than Motown. Eddie James, Highland Wolf, so right. on and so forth. So that's Chess. But, uh so this is like Chicago soul, and he was discovered in a whole nother genre. But uh, also, we had uh, worked, did a couple of things with like Sam Cooke's daughter, um, Sam, <laughs> the Cook family, and uh, we were interested in looking at some things. But I kind of want to leave the Cook legacy alone. So we're just entertaining different ideas as far as biopics, and we really want to tell about the underdog and stories of folks who haven't been told. And that's why he and I link up so well together. <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> because it, it's it's all aside from you. It's all my viewers watching. Yeah. Would you like to even dabble into the projects that you and I are working on together? Yeah. So we're building a future a future one. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that what you specifically mean? So future one um, is um, uh, more of a, a broadcasting solution. It's going to just involve more training because I, um, we want to train people for just arts and entertainment and, you know, public speaking and all of that. These are things that, you know, I've learned. And, and if I had someone on the way, probably I'm sure you'd be the same way, Joe, to kind of help you through and kind of mentor you. You might, you, I might have been a lot further than what I am right now, but I learned through attrition and learn, which is a good way to go. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm 
40 plus. Maybe if I had a great, great mentor when it came to entertainment, even though I had some pretty good people around me, but if I had somebody who really like told me, look, dude, you know, all that club life ain't cool. You need to kind of focus over here and so on and so forth. Then I probably would have probably, if like I have a certain level of success, we have a certain level of success, but I probably would have doubled. You yeah. know, if we had great, solid mentors. So yeah, we, did, we know that that's important. It's what I call a solid foundation. Sure, sure. You know, um, it's it's huge because you can't just, like, you're from Chicago. So a lot of the times we hear that artists cannot break out of their town until they remove themselves from that town. They get big and come back and it's like, oh, man, I'll... I'll I knew you in high school. Oh, you, you my cousin. Shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that. Am I bullshitting? Come I've on now. I mean, we've had a lot of those yeah. that, those conversations about like right. that. But, I mean, I guess, I mean, it seems like a lot of our artists that we've had on the show have stated that it, it was harder for them to get a following in their own home that they stepped out of their region. So. I, don't know, yeah. I don't know about that now because in a 2020 world, I mean, with social media, heck, mm -hmm. you can get like Instagram and even TikTok now. You got people with, you know, mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50, 000, you know, millions of, million, even a million followers. In exactly, like, but they nothing. don't know how nothing. to funnel Just it. The they right. don't know how to perfect no, it. No, let me tell you something. Some of these folks are doing very, they're even making a living off of this. And I mean, if one 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 breakout act that you can look at, and they started in their bedroom was Billy English. Yes, kind of brother, come on. Think about they broke, man. They broke all. No, no, no. There is a little bit of a slant to the story because her parents worked for Disney and all of that. Well, on the side well, of her, yeah. that. I mean, they were entertainment people, you know. Yeah. But Billy English, you know, her and her brother, you know, they were in their bedroom and all that. And I mean, she mm -hmm. she won eight Grammys and probably yes, less than like talk about Billy Eilish. 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 Yes. I know. I was like, she looks like Billy Eilish. English. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Eilish. Baby, I'm confused. You know what? That's why we got Jason, right? I will translate. Keep us on the right track. Speaking of translating, so we have we had a question coming in. So if someone doesn't have Amazon Prime, how can they watch the Chicago Way? You know what? Um should be able to purchase it. Yeah, if you go on Amazon, it's going to be there. Um, you should be able to go on the website and purchase it. Yeah, and I think it's like, uh, I think you could even rent it off of Amazon. So just go on the Amazon website and Google Chicago Way. Well, okay. uh, that was the thing, though. If they don't have Amazon Prime, is there another way is to there watch any it? Other like, place a, can that you get a physical DVD or you yeah, Netflix? I, or? Yeah, it's, uh, I think <laughs> Amazon actually allows you to just straight purchase it with a credit card so i don't think you really need amazon prime so there's no other place oh, okay. besides this is saying amazon. In, in our location all uh, right so if you have amazon prime it's probably free but if you don't have amazon right prime, it, see I amazon prime yeah. is the subscription based yeah. and you get it free but if you want to just purchase it or even rent it i believe you can rent it too right joe uh <laughs> it, it's saying right now where i'm at it says my location this video is unavailable Ooh. Yeah, so I was trying to come up with a way uh, to. We'll, it might. I mean, we. You know. We'll look at. We'll look. We'll look at that. Actually, okay. Yeah, we'll look. We'll look at that. There's some. Need to look into that and dropping it 
other places. There you go, Stacy Humberger, Carl. Thanks. We're gonna look go, into Stacey. it. We're gonna get you an answer. We're gonna uh, get. We're well, gonna find hey, a way get, for you to get, watch get it. Get Stacy's information. We'll get her a free show on for real. Get her. Right. Free, I, get I, her I got Stacy. I okay. got Stacy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's mine. Appreciate you, Stacy. Yeah. Thank you, Stacy. So. Um, Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's that big mouth? <laughs> Thank you so much for spending an hour yes. with us. My question is. Yeah. Have we not? asked a question that you would like to have been asked um let me see let me see hold on we're gonna turn the viewership my viewership to y'all oh that's yeah. joe right there what's up see, everybody? joe did that right there that's joe's work you see that that's good work, joe's work look right at that, there. Look at that. and that's miranda we call her ms monday with a z ms yeah. monday and you can't I, see the guy running the board i just want to know when you're gonna <laughs> sing that jazz song whatever jazz song that was <laughs> it, that you're singing in that poster oh, like man, i want to hear that i want to hear it it look like Yes, it was. Yeah, there was positive intent. I see it. There was positive intent. No, so here's the thing. What that was was real quick. That was just me outside of a detention center in Chicago hollering at people because they were locking up people in a detention center in Chicago, and it's like CIA type stuff. They would actually pull people off the streets and keep them locked up for two or three days with no charges. So that's I was actually hollering at people. So that was the first time that I was actually in Chicago on a major. So that's more sentimental than what you led on to be. I mean, but you know what? You know what? Oh man! There's there, there's dual, even triple. Wow! I hope yeah. you never holler there, at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you're the man. We want is, is there yeah. anything else that that you would like to get out there? Well, you know what? No, I'm just happy to be here in Indianapolis, and we're growing extremely. We're growing around the country. Uh, Freedom First is, but this Indianapolis piece is really critical, and you know we want to work with great people. And if anybody's interested in entertainment, because you know again the non for profit and Freedom First International, that work is going to continue on. There's enough problems Absolutely. in the world. But we want to start training leaders, and we want to help yes. people get their vision out and their voices out. So that's what really what our focus is for the future. And we want to tell the stories of the underdog. Absolutely. Motion pictures, baby. Yes. Motion <laughs> pictures, feature films. Guys, that's where we're going. make sure you <laughs> go and follow Greg, G-R-E-G-G-L, Greer, G-R. E-E-R. We that hope. is four G's in his name. Just saying. Or Just saying. Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you so Why much. How many G's? How many R's? It's three three letters, right? G's, R's, and E's. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. y'all, my name like is really scramble. Gregory Greer. It's I Gregory know, L. Greer. I know, but you shortened it. I shortened it, y'all. It's yeah. Hollywood. You know, it's Hollywood stuff. It is Hollywood. <laughs> That's reserved for your mom. Joe, okay. Gregory L. Greer. <laughs> Get over here. Joe was, so, already, Joe, Joe was already taken and Jason was taken, so you know how to go to the next yeah, yeah. Dot Pro. <laughs> Thank you, Dot Pro. Thank you I'm so much for spending an hour Just with us <laughs> and our shenanigans. That went by fast. Um, absolutely. Probably the least I did. Look at that guy right there, y'all. I do need you to hang out for just a minute because okay. we're going to do a preview. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I just need everyone to remember one thing. Oh, y'all have hated a Monday once or wow. twice in your life. We let Monday end. love you. Let Monday love. You. <laughs> Hold on. What? Should we let Joe do it? Hey, Come on, Joe. Joe's got you stuff to say. Hey. <laughs> you know what? 
Anybody that needs some video work, get a hold of Jason Aaron Pro. I'm telling you, he's amazing. He does pods. He does, well, pods. <laughs> he does a lot of different things. Pods. Tide pods. pods. That's right. TVs. He likes biting into those little gooey little tide things. No, I'm just They're joking. <laughs> Jason's amazing. He can get your stuff done. If you need some web work, graphic works, After Effects, motion graphics, anything in between, get a hold of JK Multimedia Productions. Just kidding. I am your Dude, and Miranda sitting under your porch right now. Right now. Watching your children. Listen to R. Kelly. Choking raccoons. Choking raccoons. Don't forget about those poor little raccoons. (laughs) Choking raccoons and looking at flyers from Korea. Y'all don't know that she choked a raccoon, do y'all? I know where you live. Yeah, she posted out she there did. last night. She- Guys, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing for it. Problem Day One Two is taking us out. Thank oh, you. Boy. I love you guys. Yeah. I love you too, John. Apostle Evans, we love you, man. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>